0: church life, sometimes we don't just believe what the Bible says, right, just because of filters and experiences and all that type of stuff. So I was I was young and naive enough to believe that, that I could do these things. So I started seeking him on this kind of stuff. And then I started noticing that, okay, what I'm seeing Jesus do isn't what I see in, in the body. And I don't say these things to beat up on the body. I say this completely to encourage, completely to stir you, to fire you up, to inspire you. But I was at that age and uh, I broke my foot, crushed my foot in an in a accident with a car and uh, uh, I was on crutches, had x-rays, I was supposed to go back and get a cast on, um, all that type of stuff and all of a sudden I'm driving to a youth group and uh, the song, song comes on and this guy's preaching and uh, he says, you know, if you have sickness, sickness and disease, just worship God because sickness and disease can't stand in the presence of God and again, I was naive enough as a, as a young guy to not Filtered that out with what people have told me or taught me over years and years and years, right? Based on experience, not truth. And I just started worshiping God. I got literally two words out of my mouth, and and it was like a. a I used to ski a lot, so I, I describe it to me. It felt like. Uh, it's interesting how God speaks to us in things that we can relate to, right? So for me, it felt like a ski boot that came off my foot. That, that's how I related to it. We, when we pray for people, a lot of people will talk about things lifting off, right? Well. I I can't relate to, oh, I felt that lift off of me, but I can relate to what it feels like after you ski all day long and you flip the bindings or the the snaps off your boot, and it's like a pressure release, right? So instantly healed. Uh, Nobody prayed for me. Nobody laid hands on me. Um, And that was my first introduction to healing. Uh, I'd heard stories. My grandfather used to tell me stories all the time, and and, uh, uh, you've you've here heard me joke about, you know, you know why is it that most christians testimonies are are somebody's aunt sister's cousin's brother from 22 years ago or something like that right that's that's a challenge that we have sometimes in the churches we have testimonies but they're always third hand like way off so so i didn't want that i wanted i wanted to see the power of god move in my life so i had this experience and boom without even knowing theology uh I didn't know what a cessationist is uh, was, I didn't know what continualism was, I didn't know any of that kind of stuff but because of that one event I became a continualist right? <laughs> and that just basically means, if you don't know what that means uh, people who have a, a view of cessationism is that the, the gifts ended in the, in the first century with the, with the apostles, right? And continualism we believe that the gifts continued, so I believe that because my foot got healed I believe that healing was still something that happened Um, and nobody since that day has ever been able to argue with me and tell me that God doesn't heal people and healing isn't for today because I have a, it would have been my left foot that was crushed, it actually folded in half backwards so it wasn't like oh I stubbed my toe, it was folded in half backwards, it caught the the wheel of a car and I had my work boots on, steel toes so if you can imagine where that line of your steel toe stops, uh, that's where the fold takes place, right? And so... Over backwards, so it was a, it was a it was a miracle. It was a healing that took place automatically. I'm I'm sorry to gross you out there, Sandy. Um, sometimes I have to be dramatic and and graphic so the visual people can can get get what I'm saying, right? But uh, so that was my first experience. Fast forward, 30 years, uh, uh, we're still moving in that, and and through that process, um, I would say in my mid 30s, went through just a real revelation of sonship. Um, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit when I was eight. Speaking in tongues, uh, seeing the power of God move move in church, in in that element, but not a lot of the healing. Um, uh, I seen a church split when I was in that ten year old range, and the church split because of healing. And basically, a blind person got healed, and half the church thought it was God, and half the church thought it was the devil. And so that that old that old thing. So so I had a lot of these little weird experiences as a kid growing up and and seeing this stuff, and but. It really came down to that one verse of, of Jesus said that you will do greater works than I did and and probably in that time in my life, it was an identity thing. Uh, I was looking for identity at a young age, right, and uh, uh, I could relate to the bible i had I had faith, and so I placed my identity in trying to find this this power, but through. I'm trying to do this in a, a very short period of time. Uh, it's, you know, 40. I'm 47, so 40 years and five minutes or less. Uh, <laughs> not going to happen, right? Um, so whatever. I walked through a sonship process and, and just just began to understand. God God began to just really teach me the difference between a servant and a son. And uh, I think there's a lot of us in the church that we don't know that, right? Um, uh, have, have you ever... You know i'll ask for his hands anybody struggle with that ever in your christian walk am i am i a son or a daughter right or am i a servant right and and there's 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 a religious weight sometimes on on not being arrogant you know we we're servants we got to come humbly we got to get low get low get low get low and that's okay we worship god and so part of Operating in power and authority there's a, there's a huge element to relationship in there with God right and so uh, we were talking about that last night a little bit about uh, uh, you know we preach authority a lot we talk about authority a lot but but you all don't know the first thirty years that got to me to a place where I understood authority right so understanding sonship is huge and there's simplicity in it um, and I'm just going to go through some scripture. But uh, so we, we went to that point uh, some, most of you know that I used to be a police officer so I, I had a, a baptism in authority and understanding what authority is in the real world and uh, so that's helped me to really grasp what authority is in the spiritual world as well um, but I kind of walked through those things first and got to a point where uh, again hunger hunger is a, can be a lonely business um, but if you're hungry for God and you seek you'll find right and so we just plugged into some of this stuff, and God started showing me, teaching me about declarations instead of asking all that. I mean, most of you have heard all of this because we were here teaching a year ago. But uh, um, just a quick, quick little review. So, what what does that mean? So what does this simplicity and sonship mean? Um, what it means is is that uh, we have to come to an understanding of of our authority, and that our authority isn't based on works. Um, and I use the example all the time of a badge, right? I was a police officer, so the one day they gave me a badge when I swore my oath to the Queen, right, in Canada still. And uh, But I was given full authority to enforce the rules of the land, right? Um, does that make sense to you? Would, would it would it seem ridiculous to you if, if I told you I used to arrest people and when I arrested people, I put my hand on them and I said, you're, you're under arrest in the name of the Queen. Does that sound that's to, if to a police officers that's ridiculous right because you, you don't say those things right but in church a lot of times where we 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 don't understand our authority so we try to pray in the name of jesus but we're not really in his name we're kind of just using his name as a magic word right we we think that it's in jesus name and then something magic's going to happen right and so uh, i we we talk a lot about authority and understanding that sonship is when i became a believer. When you became a believer, how many believers do we have in the room? Any unbelievers in the room? Okay. That, and that's okay. It's okay to talk about this. Paul said, uh, "This is the theme verse for tonight was, you know, Romans 1.16, right? I'm not ashamed of the gospel, right? So we're not ashamed to talk about the gospel. But what is the gospel? Well, this, the rest of that verse says, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, right? To the Jew first and to the Greek. So everybody's included, Right? Um, but it's interesting in there that that uh, it says that I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation, and salvation there is that that wonderful world word sozo in in the Greek which means healing, deliverance, salvation, wholeness of being. Right? Um, that word power is that same dunamis power that we receive from the Holy Spirit. So when when we become believers, we are we are brought into a family. Right? And Paul says, I'm not, afraid, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power unto salvation, healing, deliverance for all those who believe. Right? That's the gospel. That's what Paul says in that, that verse. Right? Sometimes we read it in English and we don't get the grasp of that. Right? We think he's just saying, hey, let's go evangelize. I'm not, a, I'm not ashamed to preach the gospel. Right? But we don't, we don't read the rest of that verse. Right? So I'm not ashamed of the gospel, which is power... Unto salvation, healing, deliverance for all who believe. So you have to settle, uh, if you want, if you want to operate in healing and see healing, you have to really settle in your heart. Though a couple of things. One is that, uh, are you a continualist, right? I, I don't know. I, I grew up in church, and I think it was. Thirty-five years before somebody asked me, "Are you a Calvinist? Or are you an Arminius?" And I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about. I follow Jesus. Like, what does this mean, right?" And, and if you don't know all these terms, it, it's okay. But it's just understanding. You need to. See, we need to settle in the Word that healing is God's will, right? Does, do you ever do you ever believe that? Do you struggle with that? It's okay to. to I'm, I like questions and answers. Do you struggle with that? It's okay. Put your hand up, right? Uh, because if you struggle with that, that's when you're praying you may not see stuff happen if you, because it's belief right? it's faith and unbelief is a killer of faith right so um, I wasn't going to go there but I'll go there anyways because I'm kind of on the topic uh, it's tough to talk to Christians about unbelief it's really difficult because as soon as you say the word unbelief and tell me if I'm wrong uh, as soon as, if I start talking about unbelief and, and, and your group of believers and I said uh, well you might have unbelief in your life what most people hear is you don't have faith does that ring true if i say unbelief we think he's saying i don't have any faith and we kind of our wall goes up and we're like no i have faith i believe in jesus i have his experiences i believe the word i have all this faith you can't tell me i have unbelief um, but that's not what i'm that's not what i'm saying when i'm talking about unbelief i'm saying there's something else there other than faith right and i'll get into that in a little bit as well i'm jumping kind of around in my notes um Sure, absolutely. Okay. Um, how do you know you have unbelief? What's the first thought that goes through your head when you're getting prayed for, and, and are you agreeing with it? Right? Uh, I, I'll share it. Carol and I were chatting this afternoon about that. Like, I've, I've seen. In the last five years, thousands of people healed, literally. And I can, I can provide statistics for that. Uh, last time we were here, I brought that big stack of paper, and I kind of waved them around, right, just kind of as a visual of just the testimonies we had from our healing deliverance rooms of people being healed. But when I go into a grocery store, and I see somebody with a cast or a sling or anything like that, um, almost the first thought that goes through my head is, oh, Jim, you don't have to show off. You don't have to do it. You don't have to be the guy, Right? And typically only when i 'm by myself, and so I can immediately make make agreement with that thought or try to work it all out and and uh, you know that 's the carnal mind that 's that 's always there right Romans tells us that, uh, that the carnal mind is at em- enmity with God right, and it 'll never come into obedience, so I think when I was younger, I used to be taught to you know we, we have to renew our mind we have to get rid of all that stuff and i i 've just learned that that thing is always going to be there because it's the carnal mind and i just have to learn how to ignore it and apply truth right so so what are the thoughts going through your mind i think it's different for every one of us uh um, we all have the enemy knows what our weakness is right and and those thoughts will kind of fly through our head and uh, so for me it's always because i don't like it's funny because i'm the authority heal people on the street guy but i don't like flashy um Arrogant type ministry. I, I I really don't. So so it's kind of funny because I get accused of that because of my declaration type teaching. But for me personally, that that stuff just I don't like it. It doesn't sit well. So so the enemy will use that, and and there'll be thoughts that go through my head. So just to answer your question. How do you know? Okay. Well, first off, we have a generation right now of people in the church of of who want to see signs and wonders. um And there's a real hunger for it. There's a real push. There's a movement of it going on. Right. But sometimes if you don't know the word, you can kind of get led off into untruth, unbelief, because you don't know what the word of God says. And so that's why I want to kind of cover a little bit of the word tonight in that. Um, Going back to the Romans, right? Um, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is power unto salvation, healing, deliverance for all who believe. Okay, so what's the condition there? For all who believe, Right? It's for everybody, grew, Jews and Greeks. It says, but we have to believe, right? Um, let's just go back into maybe the sonship a little bit more. Roman, Romans eight tells us, Paul tells us that um, when we are saved, that we are adopted. Does anybody disagree with that? He says it in, uh, says it again in Galatians, Galatians one. It's almost the same wording as in Romans eight. Uh, Romans eight fourteen 14 to 15, right? For as many as are, are led of the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You did not receive a spirit of slavery that returns you to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship or a spirit of adoption by which we cry, Abba, Father. Galatians 4, uh, verse 4 and on says, but when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Because you are sons, God sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. So Romans 8 tells us that as sons, we are heirs with God, right? And we're joint heirs with Christ. Right? I think that's seven, verse 17. Yes. Uh, 16, 17, Romans 8, 17, basically we're we're heirs with God as sons, and now when I say the word sons, I'm including all the ladies, right? Because it's a unisex word in the Greek, so it's sons and daughters. It just helps me from having to say sons and daughters all the time. So please, please, if you're if you're sitting there and you're a lady, I'm not I'm not entering into any gender identity crisis for you at all, that we sometimes see in our culture. Um, so we're all sons. So according to the Word of God, do you believe me that as believers, we're sons and daughters of God? you believe that spirit of adoption right it doesn't say he he bought you with a price so you could become a slave right he did pay a price right but he didn't buy us he didn't pay that price so that we could become slaves to him now we can still serve him right uh and i've said this here before right you can you can't be a servant and and enter into sonship but you can be a son and serve does that make sense Right, so the, the key is, is we have to believe a that we're sons and daughters. Okay, so that's the first step. So does everybody believe they're a son and daughter of God in the room? Okay, so I'm, I'm leading up to why I'm saying this, right? Because if you're if you're a son and daughter of God, that kind of sounds mighty, doesn't it? Just saying that, right? Why, why don't you say that? I am a son or daughter, you know, depending on your your gender, right? I am a daughter of God. I'm a son of God. Just say that aloud. So who's God, right? Created the universe. So you're sons and daughters of the king of the universe, right? That kind of empowers us a little bit, right? If, if I know when our kids are small, they all look up at us dads as superheroes, right? Moms, they look up at us as superheroes, right? And, and, and uh, he paid the highest price. I, I don't know, that, that, that song is just kind of spinning in my head as I'm trying to talk. He paid the highest price. He paid the highest price. Someone needs to hear that tonight. Somebody needs to just get that in your spirit, right? The price he paid is enough, All right? So we're sons. So who's Jesus? I'm a big Jesus guy. As I said when I was younger, I I, I was reading the Gospels. God brought me back to the Gospels in my I guess it would be my 30s somewhere, early 30s, and just just really studying Jesus' life and. uh this this concept of simplicity comes from Jesus, because if you read every miracle that he did, um, and is it okay? Did you give me permission to kill some sacred church cows. Is that okay? You won't you won't offend me. I, I won't offend you, right? We can talk after. But uh, um, being involved in healing and deliverance ministry, you you maybe you are many of you know. Uh, there's lots of classes on how to do this kind of stuff there's lots of teaching on how to do this kind of stuff and, and sometimes that teaching leads us into a lot of works right and uh, being the director of a healings rooms that's seen thousands of people go through in in the, the four years that we did that um, I've seen lots of works based ministry and and does't mean that some of it didn't work? Uh, that's that's not where I'm going with that, but but I'm just saying if you if you compare what we teach, um, well, okay. So here's the sacred cows. I'm just gonna go for it. You know, we might not come back for another year, and you'll forget what we said. But uh, <laughs> I'm just being funny. Can anybody give me one reference in the Bible where Jesus talked about curses? And and you know, this would it's be the Bible trivia test. Maybe we'll do right now. Is there any is there any verse in in the New Testament that you can think of? Even pull out your phones, Google it. You use Google to help you. Is there any is there any verse where Jesus broke a curse while he ministered to somebody? I know that Stephen's going to be my my literal. There's none that you can think of, right? They're not there, right? What about soul ties? Not there. does that mean that people don't need inner healing and they don't need to be encouraged and built up and and know who they are in Christ no that doesn't that's not what I'm saying but I'm I'm talking about the actual physical processes that we we tend to buy into and believe that we need to do in order for something to happen for people when it doesn't happen when we pray right we kind of get we go deeper and deeper and deeper what about uh uh renouncing things is it good to renounce things it can be. It can be very healthy to renounce things, right? But can you give me one example in the life of Christ where he healed, delivered somebody, uh, healed a blind man or, or healed the leper or the cripple? Do you know any example where he had any single person renounce something before he healed and delivered them? You won't find it, right? You won't find it. And again, it's not that I'm saying that this thing, these are evil practices, but they're not simple practices, right? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jesus cursed the fig tree, right? He cursed the fig tree, and then he said, actually, after that, was that, was that right after where he talks about the mulberry bush? No, I'm, no, I'm thinking a different one. Um, he cursed the fig tree. So there, that, yeah, I'm not saying that, that blessings and cursings aren't real and they don't, they don't work. I'm saying when he's ministering to anybody at all, somebody comes to you for prayer, for healing. Okay, well, we need to, we need to break off the curses off the land, right? And, and so I'm not, uh, it's a tough topic because I've been in this stuff and, and uh, uh, we had teams and teams of people that we're trying to direct. And, and as I walk through that process, God just keeps telling me, it's simple. <laughs> it's, it's simpler than this. It's simpler than this. It's simpler than this. Um, confessing sin. Have you ever prayed for someone said, you need to confess your sin before we can, we can pray for healing, Right. Well, James five talks about that, right? When if there's anybody any sick among you, anoint them with oil, bring them to the elders, right? Um, confess your sins one to another, pray for one another that you might be healed, right? So there's there's kind of a, a little bit of a process in there, but but uh, it's not in the life of Christ, right? I think that's more of a, a community relationship kind of thing that it's good for us to get together as believers and be real with each other, right? Uh, maybe that's so. If you confess your sin to, I'll just throw this. this I'll suggest this. I won't put this out as doctrine per se, but I'll suggest that maybe confessing your sins to one another uh, in regards to that verse and healing allows the enemy not to convince you that your sin is what's holding it back. Right? Because the enemy likes to get in our head, right? We pray for people all the time, and they're like, they'll come, and they're, they're. I I used to do all these things years and years and years ago, and that's, I, I believe that's why, why I'm in this, I have this sickness and this illness, right? Well, I... I just don't see it in the life of Christ. And so that's my main message when we speak. And uh, I was called a purist here recently. (laughs) I don't know what that is, but I took it as a compliment because I I believe so much in what Jesus did, right? We should be followers of Jesus, right? What does the word apostle mean? Do you know that one, Steve? Yeah, it's like an ambassador. And that word used in our Bible comes from... uh, it comes from the, the Romans when they, when they were taking over the world, right? They would take over an area and they found that, that nothing was changing. So they would then send an ambassador, which they would use the word, they would send an apostle in to change the, all of the culture of the society that they just took over so that it would represent Rome, not the, the, the people that were, were native to that land or that, that area, right? So, so the Bible talks about sending apostles first, I don't believe anymore that that's a hierarchy of, of the church of apostles are higher than this or this or this. I think it says first apostles, so they have the message of Jesus, right? And then we can preach and teach and all that kind of stuff, right? We need to, we need to give that example of what Jesus was. So I love studying Jesus' miracles, and uh, it's debatable on how many there actually are. There's, there's hundreds of them, actually, but the, if, you, if you list them one by one, um, I think there's like 37 or 38, depending 38 to 40, depending if you believe his virgin birth was his miracle or his resurrection was his miracle, you know, how, how you classify all that. But if you go through and I challenge you in this, if you go through every miracle of Jesus, uh, if you want if you want a good Bible study that'll change your life, seek out every miracle of Jesus, read it, read it in each gospel, maybe read it in multiple translations and, uh. Ask the question about this simplicity thing as you're going through it. How simple was it? Um, what, was the, uh, what was the most extreme demonized person that Jesus dealt with? What would be an example of that? Do you know that? Yeah, the, 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 the Gerasene demoniac, right? Now Matthew says there's two of them. The, the other two gospels say there was only one so there's there's a there's a little bit of an adjustment of the story there. So worst case there's there's more than one of them, right? Um but but what does it say about that that guy? How bad was his condition, right? Yeah. He he answered that you know Jesus says what's your name and he said legion and a legion in, in is like six thousand. Right? That's the number what a legion represents. But it says it says that um they he was uncontrollable they bound him with chains, and he had a guard and, and he could never be controlled he 'd break the chains with his hands, and he 'd get free. Uh, it says that he lived among the tombs uh, they could hear him screaming at night, and he was a cutter right so anybody have any if you 've ever any experience with people with with some mental illness issues and they 're suicidal and they cut themselves, all that kind of stuff so he 's a cutter he 'd cut himself with rocks so just just picture yourself maybe sitting on the bus next to this guy, right. This guy's a little bit out there, right? He's 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 got the strength to break chains with his hands, right? So that's a little bit demonized. Would you agree with me, right? So that's that's kind of the 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 most graphic ex- example of a demonized person that Jesus dealt with. And what happened in that story? It says it says as Jesus got off the boat, the man ran to him and started saying, "Please don't send us out of this." land, right? He's begging him. And then it says in brackets, he said this because Jesus was already saying, get out of this man. Right? So Jesus, before he even gets out of the boat, recognized spiritually what was going on, already started declaring get out of this man. And the demon comes and talks to him. It's probably the only example where um, a demon's actually speaking where there's a question asked, right? Because there's all sorts of different teaching out there when you're doing deliverance of, you know, we'll talk to the demons and get information and you can use that information on how the there's teaching on that, right? Has anybody heard of that teaching? Yeah, it's out there, right? Uh, interrogate the demon so that you have more knowledge so you can have more information for the next one, right? Uh, no, no, Jesus just said, hey, what's your name, right? Um, and that was, the, that was the extent of it. And the demon was already begging Jesus not to send him out, right? And so Jesus gave him permission to go in the pigs, and we know the rest of the story. But that's, that's the most extreme example of deliverance in the life of Christ, right? Right? and 6,000 of them left with a get out, right? That's an understanding of your authority. Would you agree, right? Now, I'm, I'm leading into all that because in sonship, Matthew 28:18, Jesus has risen and he says a very, 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 very powerful statement. He says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. That's a, that's a pretty big statement, right? And so do you believe the word of God? So do you believe that all authority has been given to Jesus because of the price he paid, right? So all authority in heaven and earth, everything is given to Jesus. But what did I say back in Romans 8? It says, as sons, we are not just children, but we are heirs of God and co-heirs with Jesus, right? So does that make us have access to all authority in heaven and earth? I believe so, right? So again, just we're just talking Bible. If you believe the Word of God, and the question you know you had like, how do I know when I'm in belief and I'm not in belief? If you believe anything that is contrary to the Word of God, you're in unbelief. Um, and and uh, so, my key to sonship is Romans eight, Galatians one. We're sons of God. Jesus said, "I've been given all authority." And I'm a co-heir with Jesus. So, so I can walk knowing that I carry all authority. So now I'm talking about this because this, this can get weird. Um, Jesus was at the beginning, right? John 1 says the word was with God, right? So he was at the beginning. Uh, it's the word of God that created the earth, right? The heavens and the earth. God spoke it out. There's creativity. So, so I'm kind of touching on that because we can be creative in how we do things. We don't have to just fall into a sign. And, and I'm, I'm kind of going here because I wanted to share some of the things we've been doing lately. Um, I've talked to you guys before about some of the, the ministry we do. We, we love to go to the farmer's markets in the summertime. And uh, we'll just put a tent up. we we'll put up a sign that says free healing. We, we make it as unreligious as we possibly can. Um, I try to teach the people that come from church just okay don't use the name jesus don't say church try not to say pray it's really difficult when you grow up and you're in you're in church environment not to say those words and it's not because those words are bad but when you're when you're dealing with the unsaved they don't understand our lingo right and many people don't go to church because they've been offended by church people would you agree with that right so you can see, and, you know, Carol and Ryan can attest to this, like, you know, if, if you put Jesus on, Jesus heals on the sign, it's a lonely day, right? <laughs> People will walk on the other side of the traffic to not come by your booth, no eye contact, you know, their hands like this as they're going by. But if you don't say those things and you just say, hey, free healing or or spiritual MRI is the one we like to use, Right? Uh, for giving people encouraging words, prophetic words. We just call it a spiritual MRI. Well, what does that mean? Well, we, we kind of we give your spirit a one-over, and then we, we tell you what we, what we hear, right? And, and uh, uh, it's a spiritualized world out there, so people like that kind of stuff. So, but that gets them in the door, and then we can prophesy over them and heal them and do a whole bunch of different things. But being creative with it, that's where I was going, was uh, we had our first farmer's market here two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago, right? Um, and we've seen 30 people healed. in in the matter of uh, starts at 8 goes to noon kind of thing Um, when I go into churches I often ask uh, like I started today like who's been a believer who is a believer how many people would say that you're a believer for more than 10 years okay so so a pretty good chunk of us here how about more than 20 years do we have any 20 years and longer okay 60-70% still okay so how many of you can say that you've seen 30 people physically healed by your hand in your 20 years of being a christian now look around the room and this isn't to embarrass you it's 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 a it's a challenge to say um if i'm going to challenge you even as as this church you guys are this is a pentecostal church right right and if and if the pentecostals aren't doing it uh nobody else is right right when, when we work outside of Pentecostal, I grew up Pentecostal. And uh, I said one time to a Baptist person, I said, yeah, I kind of grew up kind of a legalistic Pentecostal. And they didn't, they didn't know how to even process that. What do you mean legalistic Pentecostal? Like, like you're Pentecostal. Like you're off the wall. You're the guys who bounce off the walls and do all the How can you even use the word legalistic and Pentecostal in the same sentence, right? So, so I like to just challenge, you know, if, if we look around and we're not doing it, and i don't say that to brag i don't say that to say oh we're all that i say that to just just to challenge you if you're not seeing um we're in a church recently and i just asked a question you know who who is let me ask you this one who has actually seen physical healing at your hand when you lay hands on somebody and it's happened in your lifetime in your in your believer so so almost everybody you know like 70 percent of us right okay so the next question who sees it regularly and every time I ask that question, it's my team on the front row that puts their hands up, right? And, and, and again, not to embarrass her or to, to condemn you in any way, shape, or form, but just to challenge you. Um, I've been here before, and I've told my story about, uh, I think it was 2014. I, I just, I love testimonies. I wanted a testimony, and I prayed to God. I want a testimony every day. And so he very clearly showed me that if I wanted a testimony every day, I have to at least pray for one person a day. Right, so the only difference between me and you guys when, when you're not putting your hand up saying hey I've seen 30 in my life or 30 last week or whatever the number is it just means that that I might be doing more activity that's creating environment for that Right? so I went to the farmer's market I had to get up at 4am to go to the farmer's market that's not my cup of tea I used to work shift work and I'm a night hawk uh, I'll go to bed at 4am <laughs> I'll stay up all night and pray for you but I'm getting up at 4am to pray for you that's not my cup of tea uh, so, you know, so there's, there's a little bit of work involved, there's a little bit of sacrifice involved, there's a little bit, you know, if you want a good spot, you can show up at like 7.30, but you'll be like in the back 40 and you, you won't get any traffic, right? So, so you have to do activities that put you in a position to be able to pray for one person a day, and that's only if you're batting 100%, right? Who can say they, I can't even raise my hand on that, right? Who, who can say that they every time they pray for somebody, they get healed? None of us can say that, right? So, so maybe you got to pray for two people a day to see one person healed a day, right? Well, that only works out to 365 a year, right? So you're going to have to you know, do the math four years before you can say, I've seen over 1,000 people healed, right? Um, but there's, and I, I'm digressing on that because you've heard me preach that before. Um, just going back to the simplicity in Jesus, the simplicity in Jesus, how he did it, was very simple. Everything he did was a declaration. Every single thing he did was a declaration. Every healing, every deliverance. It was a declaration to the demon, or it was a declaration, to be healed. Even to the people that he said, is your faith that made you whole? I still see that as a declaration. He's saying, by your faith, you are made whole, right? And there was one where he didn't per se, uh, he, t- he told him that afterwards but uh, it was the centurion, right? Jesus didn't make the declaration. The centurion actually made the declaration, right? He said out loud, hey, I'm a man under authority. I understand if you speak, it'll happen. Jesus says, hey, by, you know, according to your faith, right? Now, there's two times in the, in the New Testament. Actually, there's 44 times in the New Testament where the word marveled or amazed is used. There's only two times in reference to Jesus in ha- that he was marveled or amazed at something, Do you know what those two times were? I gave away the first one, right? The centurion, right? It says he marveled at his faith, right? And then there's one other time in in the life of Christ where it says that he was amazed. Anybody know where that one is? Nope. Nope. It was unbelief, right? It was the opposite. It was when he's in his own hometown and and his relatives got offended and he couldn't work many mar- miracles it says he couldn't work many mighty deeds or mighty works which is miracles he could only fea- heal a few of the sick and he was he was marvelled at their unbelief so i don't know about you but jesus being you know king of the universe if he was marvelled by two things in life should we pay attention to that right this is this is a guy who bent, well, he created, I guess I say bent physics, he created physics, but you know what? He walked on water, he walked through walls, right? That type type of really weird stuff that we may not even have a box for, right? And he was amazed by two things in his life. He was amazed by the faith of the centurion and he was amazed by the unbelief of the people in his hometown. So I challenge you, pay attention to those two things. Really pay attention to those two things. So when we talk about unbelief, it's not because I want to chastise you in any way shape or form um, it's again to, to inspire you uh, so we're sons and daughters right I agree <laughs> do you have authority as a son and a daughter why because Jesus was given all authority in heaven and earth and we are co-heirs with Jesus right so that's authority so when we, teach, when we teach healing, we do fun things. And that's where, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. We, I went back to the farmer's market because to demonstrate simplicity, at the farmer's market I brought a can of spray chalk. You know, kids draw on the sidewalk with their chalk. You can buy sp- in a spray aerosol form now. And and I drew a big circle. And I said, okay, so I'm a son of God. I carry authority. I, ca- I've, I have the Holy Spirit. I have power. So I'm just going to declare over this circle that i just created that it, anybody who steps in this circle is going to get healed. And i don't i lo- i didn't actually count how many people got healed but there was a few people that got healed in the circle. First two people and it felt something instantly. One lady was she she described it as I feel like I'm anchored to the ground right now and she could feel heat coming up her in her legs. Uh, we've done this before with a mat or different things like that so it's not we're not getting into weird voodoo things of of uh, you know we empower an object, anything like that, but but we just understand, hey, we have authority, we have power, and I want to demonstrate simplicity, so you don 't think you have to pray all these long exorbitant prayers um, here, just spray a circle on the ground, boom, so I was in Calgary last weekend, and i wanted I felt I was supposed to demonstrate the same simplicity, and that as sons and daughters, you can do the same thing, so we like to do live demonstrations when we when we talk because the gospel is not a matter of talk, but of power, Paul says, right? It's not about persuasive words, right? But a demonstration of the spirit and power. Paul says that too. He also says, I've fully preached the gospel through the demonstration of the spirit and power, right? So you can almost, you can almost take that. If you're not preaching with power, you're not preaching the full gospel, right? Because the gospel is... The power of God unto salvation, healing, deliverance for all who believe. Right. So, we're in we're in Calgary last week, and I thought I, I just had a sense I was supposed to do this demonstration, but it's not it's not politically correct to spray chalk the church's carpet. Right, Steve. Would you have a problem if I did that? If I I made a big chalk circle on your carpet that you guys spend an hour tomorrow with a brush cleaning out? Probably not. Probably yeah. I might not get invited back. Right. Right. So, so I had an idea, oh, hey, maybe when I'm inside a building, I, I won't use chalk spray. I'll, I'll, I'll just buy a hula hoop because it's just like a little circle, right? So I went to the dollar store, grabbed a couple hula hoops, and we're on our way. So we do a demonstration. So 30 people at the farmer's market. Now we're in a church last Saturday night. Hula hoop on the floor, and I ask a question. I say, who here, well, I didn't have to ask this question. Normally I ask the question, who here needs healing that, that maybe has an injury or pain? Um, and then I asked somebody who's never done it before, a Christian a believer, to come on up and, and we're going to show you how this works. So Calgary is a little different because it was, it was the white elephant in the room um, because when I walked in, I seen a girl with a cast on her foot and a 10-year-old girl, another 10-year-old girl on crutches. And it's like, okay, well, I don't need to ask the question, who needs, who needs healing, right? But in, most, in many churches, that is the white elephant and we don't address that stuff, Right? So I'm gonna challenge you guys. You know, somebody walks in the door of the cast on. Just get after it right away. Don't don't wait for, uh, you know, Stephen to preach a massive message to fire you all up to get the faith to do it. Just just get on it, right? So we put a hula hoop on the ground. I had somebody come up, and I said, "Okay, you're you're a believer. Yes. Uh, you have authority. You have Holy Spirit. Yes. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Uh, do you have Holy Spirit?" She said, "I'm not sure." <laughs> okay, well, let's fix that right now. So we, we took a little moment and, and released Holy Spirit on her just, just to be sure, right? Because Acts 1.8, Jesus said, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will receive power, right? So Holy Spirit is our empowerment, right? That dunamis power that we, we have to do miraculous works comes from the Holy Spirit. I think you guys have been teaching on Holy Spirit recently. I don't know what you've been teaching, but I hope I'm, I'm in line with that. Uh, that's a pretty straight up, straight up statement. We receive power when we have the Holy Spirit, right? So we pray over here. She receives the Holy Spirit. And then we say, okay, can you come over? We pray over this hula hoop. Give her the hula hoop. And, and help her to make a declaration. You know, whoever steps in this hoop is going to feel power and be healed. So we get the girl in. She puts one foot, her cast foot, into the hula hoop. Um, her pain, I think she was an eight of, 8 of 10, went to a seven and a half right away. So not a big change, but enough for her to notice it. And then it didn't seem to be changing from there. And uh, so we just said, well, just sit in there for a few minutes. And we went and talked about some other things. And within two, within about two minutes, she's she couldn't handle the heat anymore. Her foot was on fire, um, and she couldn't actually give us a she couldn't tell us if the pain had changed because the the fire was too much of a distraction to even know if there was pain there. So, we had her come out. Well, let's take it. Do you want to take your cast off? She says, "Sure, I'll take the cast off." Takes the cast off and goes, "Oh, ow, oh no, it's not healed." Put the cast back on, but there's still fire. Well, what is that, right? I tell this story because it's an example of most of the time we see it's instant type stuff but sometimes it's a different process takes place so she's on fire she emails me that night that all the bruising left, I shared this with some of you guys last night so I apologize if I'm repeating myself but um, she she emails me that night, all the bruising had left and it was still a little bit sore but all the bruising was left, the fire was kind of on her foot the whole time till she got home and the next day she sends me another email and says I, I'm, I classify this as a as a, an official healing miracle I'm no longer using the boot and all of her pain was gone and she broke broke her foot the week before so it was within like a week of breaking her foot and she's walking around without her boot I got a picture I posted on Facebook this week of her holding her cast up and completely healed now how did that happen? the hula hoop, right? <laughs> was it the hula hoop? It was the hula. It was it was the declaration of the believer that has the Holy Spirit and power and authority who made a declaration, and that declaration happened. The next girl in the hula hoop, ten-year-old girl, sprained her knee and her ankle that week on crutches. She got healed instantly. Uh, the way fairly instantly. When I say instantly, I'm meaning in the process of you know that ten or fifteen minutes that we kind of do this, right? So we may have prayed a couple of times. Uh, uh, we actually had a twelve-year-old. A uh, he was up in the balcony and and her pain went down quite a bit but it wasn't leaving so then i just asked okay well we believe in spiritual gifts Is there any seers in the room what are you seeing and this 12 year old boy's like she's got this thing on her ankle and it looks like there's a light inside and it's like scarring her this is kind of what he what he described himself seeing i mean it's pretty good for a 12 year old seeing in the spirit right and and so um when you see things in the spirit, a lot of times the prophetic camp can get a little bit weird because they see things but they just don't know what to do with what they see, right? There's like the seers and then there's the doers and so it's like, okay, if you see that stuff, then what would you do? What would you, what do you think you should do if you see something on somebody's foot that's scarring them? Take it off, right? So there's a story in the Old Testament. I, I apologize for not knowing where it is. It's about the arrows strike the ground with the arrows, right? And the king does it half-heartedly, right? Um, so if you if you... If, if the Holy Spirit is showing you something and you see or see something or your feelers feel something, then somebody do it very hard, full-heartedly. So we just say, well, hey, take that thing off. So it looks weird to people who don't understand this stuff, so you bend down and you take the thing off and you throw it away, and boom, all of her pain's gone. She, she then tests it, walks, leaves the crutches with her mom, walks around the room. They actually left the crutches at the church so the church can hang them on the wall as a souvenir. Um, all because of the hula hoop. Now, I've never done the hula hoop thing before, so it was, that was a little bit strange for me. Um, yeah, y- you might have to figure out some some like metal wrap bracketing so it can hold the weight of wheelchairs, and you know, especially the big powered ones, right? <laughs> you need a little wire crane to, to lift them up there, a little hoist. So they're planning already, so that's good. That's good. You know, you know what happens when somebody new walks in your church and they see a wall full of crutches? Is, is their faith going to be like, whoa? A little, little boost of faith how's your faith gonna? maybe you had a bad week but you come into church Sunday morning and first thing you see is the four power wheelchairs dangling from a cable that, that Ryan and Stephen figured out how to hang on the wall right is that going to stir your faith a little bit right so we need to be active in it we need to be active in it because the activity stirs your faith and uh, so third lady this one got a little bit strange because uh, I wanted to prove the point again a little bit more that, that it can be creative and weird and it's okay. Um, so I actually didn't get her to stand in the hula hoop. I actually had lady pray over the hoop, and then she did the hula hoop. <laughs> she was game, so it wasn't embarrassing, anything like that. You know, we're, we're not trying to do that kind of stuff. It just, but just to really hammer home the point of its simplicity. It's simple. You have authority. You have power. You can tell somebody this, and this will happen, right? Um, and if it doesn't happen the way you said it, don't get destroyed in your faith because i have examples of the lady with the cast who within the next 24 hours everything happened right so sometimes we see it probably 70 80 percent or more of the time instantly when we pray for people but we get those testimonies all the time where a month later or something like that right but uh so she had a problem with her hand she couldn't close her hand all the way so there's some kind of muscle atrophy or something like that and she had a problem with her eyes, and she had a whole bunch of other issues, fibromyalgia and autoimmune disorders, and she's been in pain for 20 years and a whole bunch of stuff that we couldn't test. But we did the same thing. Okay, somebody else come up. Pray over the hula hoop. Praise over the hula hoop. Okay, now use the hula hoop. And so, she, so we, we kind of, I mean, it's fun, right? So you, we, we had said, you got to go 10 times. <laughs> right? So she did it first try. We were, everybody was like, wow, you haven't hula hoop since you're a girl. You did a pretty good job. Um, instantly check your hand her hand closed she hasn't been able to close it past that point totally she 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 did say later you know i could close it if i really really stressed it but it was very painful so it wouldn't but she was she just instantly closed her hand that was the first thing i noticed and uh and then she what about your eyes check your eyes she's like well i can't really tell us it's kind of a ghosting again well so we went over and grabbed a piece of paper here read this she read the whole page, and I, I gave her my little list of Jesus' miracles, and I turned it specifically to about some blind men, just just because it was in context, right? So she's reading a testimony about Jesus healing some blind men, and her ghosting problem isn't there anymore. She read the whole page, um, just because she did a we'll call it the Holy Ghost Hula hoop. Yeah, we'll, we'll create some terms here today, right? And but don't take away that it, that it has to be something weird, but the point is is you can be creative, and and I do those things to To help people see uh, how simple it can be. So is there anybody here right now that has an injury or pain from an injury? You do? Okay. Are you willing to be, a, be our demonstration? Come on up. Come on up. I've never met you before. I'm Jim. Vijay. Nice to meet you. Come on up. Now, I, I didn't bring any hula hoops with me. Uh, I... You're probably happy about that, right? Right. <laughs> so let's let's. Do you have some upstairs? So, <laughs> if you want to get one, we'll 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 do it. You can check. Okay. So, so Lincoln's gonna find something creative, anything creative, even a skipping rope or anything anything like that. Um, so what what is what is the injury?
1: Well, it's in my game, back the the
0: okay. Okay.
1: Okay. And you're using your shoulders, shoulders and all that it stuff, yeah. Very, very okay. Okay. Yeah. And it was playing hard, and uh, I felt very, very good. And I can say, out of ten, my pain is about five percent.
0: Awesome, sir. And and I I apologize. I w- I usually say as I'm going to talk about this stuff, some of you might just sense healing. Uh, you might because as we release testimonies, as we release power, you feel that you can. You, you guys all know VJ. Is he just a visitor? Or you guys all know. So does this look like a man who's who's lying to us? Right? No. Like like this is real. You're you're sensing the power of God. Now I don't want to touch you yet because I want somebody who's never done it before. You feel hot? Yeah. My paint is like out of ten five person is gone. So it's out of ten it's a five right now? Okay. And
1: uh I'm two coming really
0: things to do that. That's awesome. yeah So we'll 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 just take them both. We ne- we don't know how many we're going to use. So so who's never so Vijay, I appreciate you just being vulnerable and honest with us. And and it's very common to see stuff happen when we start. Holy Spirit confirms truth, right? So when I'm telling you, Jesus said in Acts one eight, you will receive power when you receive the Holy Spirit. I'm speaking that out, and Holy Spirit is just hey. I'm going to confirm that truth everywhere we want. So, who has never prayed for somebody and seen them healed? Any, any Lincoln? Yeah, come on up here then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now, according to what I've told you, right? You're son of God, right? I, I hope you're a believer in Son of God because, you know, like in leadership last time I was here, right? <laughs> the pastor search and all that stuff. Like, yeah, so I, I'm pretty confident you're a Son of God, right? But I should ask the question, I, right?
1: I, um, I probably do wrestle with that some. Okay, and,
0: um, okay. You know, but that's okay.
1: when you brought up that servant, you know, I, I always thought of myself more as a servant. Yeah. And we can get stuck about,
0: in that really easy, yeah. right? We can get yeah. so stuck in, you yeah. I need to be a servant of God because right. we don't want to come arrogantly right. before him, right. right. But he, what does he tell us? He tells us to come boldly into his throne room of grace, right? So that's, uh, have I ever, I'm sure you all know, but the word repent, do you know what it means? Change your thinking, Change your thinking right? When I grew up, repent meant go to the altar, ball your face off, wail and scream, and God, please, 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 please forgive me, right? Well, Jesus already paid a price for all our sins. Do I need to ask him forgiveness over and over and over and over and over? No, I don't, right? Right. Um, there's a, there's a, we, we're saved by believing in Jesus, confessing it with our mouth, right? And so, so you're saved. Whether you struggle with that or not doesn't change truth, right. correct? correct? Okay, so, so I appreciate your vulnerability in saying, hey, I struggle with that soul-sonship thing. Right. I've been there, right? Um, so you're, I'm telling you, according to the word of God, your son, Romans 8, Galatians 1, okay. says okay. you have the spirit of adoption, no longer a slave. Right, he uses, actually uses the word "slave to fear." Right. right, so you're a son. You've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Um, I
1: have, I have asked for it, and uh, I don't speak in tongues. I've got a couple of words. Okay, I have,
0: I have okay. So day you day. speak in tongues, a couple of words, no. right? I'm no. um, sidebar. I have testimonies of a person who spoke in tongues, and all they said, I can't remember the actual word, but let's say it was "ba," "ba ba 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 ba," and they thought that was like the most useless thing that they could ever heard before. Five years of life goes by. They're at some meeting, and they're, they're doing this, and a guy walks up to him and says, how do you know that language? And this guy was a researcher of dialects, of language, and it was this, this crazy dialect that isn't even spoken anywhere in the world, and he happened to hear the guy speaking it and confirmed that, that this was tongue. So I, I, I like to tell that story because it's a confirmation. of Sometimes we build up this, this thing so big, right? A lot of times if you're, if you're a thinker and a guy, it's, it's tough to... Let the mind go and just let the spirit flow. but regardless, you' you've if you ask for bread, he doesn't give you a stone right? So you've asked to receive Holy Spirit. It's a free gift. there's no works involved. so I believe that you have Holy Spirit in you. So you have power and you have authority. So now I want you hold that thing. It's probably energized already just because you're holding it right? <laughs> do you see the, do you see the example right? So now, you just hold their pause. You're just going to fill that thing just by... So in church, we're taught to do this a lot, right? Does that make sense? To receive, right? what, what, what are we... We're receiving, right? right. Uh, and most of you have heard me when I was here before. You know, we're not taught to release. Sorry, Stephen, I might put you out of a job. That we're taught that that's the pastor's job, right? It's the pastor's job to do all that. That's, but that's what we... It's not. And I know you know that. But... Would you agree that throughout our lives, being 20-year Christians, a lot of us, we have we've we come to a church and we believe that the leadership has got a role to fulfill and, and we come and we receive, right? That's a mentality of a lot of believers, right? So what you're doing is you're... Everybody practice this, right? I've done that before. Do that, right? If you're a pastor, that's easy because you've done it a lot. If you're not a pastor, you, you may have never done that before. I'm releasing something I have, right? Matthew ten Matthew 10 is the whole chapter on on Jesus giving authority to his disciples. Matthew 10, uh, 1, I think it is, is he calls his 12, and he gives them authority to cast out spirits, and he gives them authority over every kind of sickness and every kind of disease. So what's left? You know, we joke around, you know, the word, the word all in Greek means all. The word every in Greek means every, right? He gave his disciples authority over every disease, every sickness, and to cast out demons. So what do you do with authority? what do you do with something you've been given? Right, Matthew he sends them out, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, right? Freely receive, freely give. That's his instructions to them. Right? So you just think about I'm I'm giving this hula hoop some (coughs) some oomph, okay? So now come back to you. Sorry. So right now pain in your body, where are you at? In your shoulder? Shoulder and neck? Out of a scale of 1 to 10, what do you feel right now? If 10 was the worst and 1 was the the least? So something's already been happening. So you're at about a 5 right now? Okay, so he's getting healed just listening to us. Uh, This might not be the best example (laughs) because I'm going to stand over here more, so Lincoln's going (laughs) to, right? So what about uh, about your back too? Do you have a pain in your back right now? Okay, on a scale 1 to 10, what is that? Okay, but could you put a number on it? Okay, so it's pretty good at a 7. This is a guy, high high pain tolerance guy, right? (laughs) Okay, so now, whether you believe this is going to work or not, doesn't matter because truth is you're a son, you have authority, you have power. And I'm declaring that what you declare is going to work. So just, just to really mess your mind there
1: you want me to speak out? yeah
0: I want you just okay. to just to say some your own words something about anybody who steps inside yeah, of this I thing touches fire. okay now I don't like to correct people live but I'm going to make one correction just say anybody instead of just VJ because we might have more people come up so I want I don't want you to limit I don't want you to limit it just to one exactly right
1: so um, I declare that anybody who steps inside this hula hoop will be healed
0: or touches it might actually get some hula hoops. So now you go set that on the ground over there. Okay. Now Vijay, step in. You, you can do whatever you want. You can do a handstand if you want, but there's no formula. So so I, I really want to stress that. There's no formula to this. You don't have to all go buy, you know, buy out dollar stores hula hoops tomorrow, right? Like, like you, you, you know what's interesting? And I'm just going to let you soak in that. You might be feeling stuff already. We're, we're going to come back in, you know, maybe 30 seconds, a minute, just so you can kind of soak it up, let it go through you. Um, when I was in Bulgaria, uh, it's kind of interesting. Um, Canada, we had our, what, 150th year celebration last year, right? So we're a really old country, right? No, 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 Go over to Bulgaria where, you know, centuries, centuries, right? And what was really interesting there when you went into the churches or you went into some of the gypsy towns where um, people, they came and they brought handkerchiefs. And so... I don't think any of you guys have brought a like a handkerchief to me in the six or seven times we've been here, have you? No, no, because that's really weird to us, right? That's strange to us. But to them, they actually some of their churches have have the history of some of the apostles going through there. So there's a rich culture of they've seen this stuff. It's historically in their in their in their culture. So it's like you go into a little town and. They don't even want you to lay hands and speak prayer over them. They're all, here, touch my handkerchief, touch my handkerchief, touch my handkerchief. And you touch about 50 handkerchiefs, and and you're like, okay, whatever that was. (laughs) If you don't understand this this simplicity of it, right? But there's a a faith for that kind of stuff. We just don't have that a lot in Canada because we we don't have this rich heritage of of these things happening, right? But we, we like to change that. So how are you feeling? Your back is sweating, okay? So it's hot, you feel heat? Okay. Yeah. So what test the shoulder? Better? Can you can you find any pain? Okay, so on a scale of one to ten? Four. okay. So something's changing. Something's changing. So that's good. He was very painful. He kinda got healed and he was down to a five. <laughs> How's your neck? Move your neck around. Did you hear that? Let me say that word again. Wow! Right? Right? I've had whiplash. I I was rear-ended twice within a year. Uh, And that's not fun stuff sometimes, Right? You guys have been building on this, right? That wasn't one of the exercise of my life. Yeah. And
1: uh how many would be charged in the single person. And uh every point here like play three. Yeah. And uh yeah. depends on to have it. If
0: you ever if you ever think that Praying for healing is an inconvenience to somebody. That lie sometimes comes into our mind, right? We get scared to step out. Do you hear what he's saying? Just, do you see how touched he is by the fact that your body cares enough to pray, cares enough to do this stuff, right? So don't, don't, don't ever buy those lies of, of you know you're gonna maybe pray for somebody in Walmart or the or the store because every single time people will be gracious. They'll be they'll be so thankful and, and grateful that you did that. Check the back. Bend over. Tell me what your back's doing. There's some on a scale of 1 to 10. Okay, 4 or 5. So we were at 7 before, right? Now 4 or 5. So so we can just let you soak there more because that thing's got what you... But this is where now... Okay, so that's just a simple demonstration, right? We carry power. Well, sometimes maybe there needs to be a declaration. And what I've found is that especially where there's an accident involved uh, trauma is, is something that likes to attach and, and trauma to me and most of you have heard me taught, teach this before it's, it's kind of a gateway spirit that likes just to bring all his friends so, so maybe you should have been healed naturally but trauma is kind of in there because so, so Lincoln what I want you to do is, is Mark 16 says that one of the signs of believers is that you lay hands on the sick and they'll recover right? Mark 16 verse 19 um, so can he lay his hands on you so you just put your hand on, on, on his shoulder, on his back, okay? And something's already been happening, so I, I want you to just declare now. So this gets into the declaring part of it. Um, I want you to thank God for what's happening, and then just say one word more, okay, but declare it, okay?
1: Thank you, Father.
0: Thank you, um, thank you Lord, for what you're doing
1: here, in, uh, not only in VJ's life and in his heart, but, but in his physical body. And um, we, we thank you for the healing that he's received tonight. And we just declare, I just declare more, Father, more. We want
0: complete healing here. And I just, I declare more healing. Okay, now Vijay, check again. Test your back, check your shoulder, which, whatever one first you want to do. Okay, so on that number again, so... Which one are we doing? Because we're gonna get mixed. Shoulder? What? How's your shoulder doing? Gone. I think. Gone. Gone. Two out of ten. Okay. Where's the shoulder out of ten? Just so we don't mix people up. Pretty good. Can you find anything? So I did I say I asked that question on purpose. That's okay. No, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Ninety percent is gone. Okay, so do we stop there? No, 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 no. So I've ta- I've taught on the ten tips to healing before here. Uh, you know, one of them is pray until it's awkward, and then try one more time. Right. So if you know that the pain is going down and he's he's receiving slowly, quickly, whatever. You're not opposed to us continuing, are you? If it, if we tell you it's going to go to zero, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I I ask, or I, I kind of interrupt a little bit because sometimes when you have long-term pain, it's difficult for you for people to know what it feels like not to have it, right? So sometimes you might be, as you said, I might this might be in my head. I'm not really sure. So that's why I ask that question: Can you find it? Like, do something to find it. Do something you know you couldn't do. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you permission. <laughs> Didn't say me, right? So, <laughs> And if you push him down, we'll heal him too, right? So it's all good. Yeah. yeah? Can you find anything in there? Okay, okay. Okay, you can't pinpoint it right now. Okay. So so, so what I'm hearing is that you can't find it right now. Okay, so, so that's what people say a lot, but because you've had it so much, you, it's tough to say, well... It's gone because you don't know what that feels like. But he's actually saying, and I'm translating what he's saying, is I know where it should be because I felt it all the time, but I can't pinpoint it right now. So to me, because of what I do, I know that means he can't actually feel the pain, right? Does that make sense? Okay, but about the back. Try the back again. Bend over. Do some things. Are you still feeling the heat in there? Okay. 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 No, that's good. So no pain, but there's tightness. So now, now what will we do? Because everybody knows you know the answers. (laughs) So, how about tightness get out? So you put your hand on his back again. Father, thank you for what you're doing. Tightness, get out. Amen. Tell him to check it. (laughs) I <laughs> haven't been that much for a long time Okay, so we'll just do one more put your hand right back on him and just say more just repeat more, that more, you're releasing that more 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 yeah. just, you're, yeah, you're not asking God to do it you're just declaring more this is I just want to encourage you in what I'm talking about this sonship thing you are a son of God so you're you're you, we've heard all these messages about entitlement right in, in the last generation and we don't want to be entitled but is healing part of what Christ paid for? so are you entitled to it? All right? Here's, here's a really good declaration and Vijay I'm going to get you to say this out loud this healing,
1: this healing is, mine is mine because of what Jesus paid
0: Yours, bless you. You want to? You want to? Well, it's actually that one's a churches so I can't give you that one. <laughs> we'll leave that there for a second. So, how was that for you? Does that bend your mind a little bit, or?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I,
1: I mean, I guess I said I haven't haven't prayed for somebody and, and yeah. seen healing. I mean, I and I get, as I'm thinking about it. You know, I, I've prayed for Penny and, and seen healing, but then it seems like it comes back, right? Yeah.
0: And um, but yeah, no, that was that wasn't difficult. No. No. Easier than what we're usually taught, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well thank you for coming up. <laughs> he didn't break a sweat. Vijay broke a sweat. <laughs> so is that a good example? Does that does that help you to see how simple it is? Simplify. Simplify. Now does it always happen everything? No, I can't say does we we like I said, the the lady last week it was a cast and it was twenty-four hours before it was completely completely gone but as, as I've said many many times I believe sincerely that you need to also believe this that every time you make a declaration if you if you believe what the word says you're a son of God daughter of God Jesus has all authority he's given us all authority he gave authority to his disciples right so why do we pray Jesus would you please heal this person why do we pray like that which has been taught wrong right right so repent, right? Change your thinking, right? Jesus was message. What was Jesus' message? Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, right? So what is the kingdom of God? The Bible tells us the kingdom of God's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, right? And where is the kingdom of God? In us, right? I think it's in Luke, Luke 17. I think it says that. Jesus says the kingdom of God is in you. Some translations say in your midst. So if you read it as in your midst, we think, oh, it's kind of out there somewhere, right? But if you look at the Greek definition, it, it, it's inside of you, it says. The kingdom of God is inside of you. So why did he tell his disciples, go heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, cleanse the lepers, and say the kingdom of God is at hand, right? It's a demonstration of the kingdom of God so kingdom of God I, I heard somebody talk about the righteousness peace and joy, righteousness represents salvation peace represents the opposite of torment, so that's deliverance and joy right, merry heart makes good like a medicine, right joy is for is healing, so you know you can, you can play on that one a little bit if you want but uh, righteousness, peace and joy, salvation healing, deliverance, right, we carry it in us, release it, right um, what did Jesus say about the anointing the Spirit of God is upon me, because He has anointed me to preach the good news, to right, to do the stuff. right I'll just I'll, this is Jim's paraphrase version. The Spirit of God is on me to do something right right So, so we have to understand we are all anointed, right I, I deal with this question a lot. Oh, Jim, you've got such a healing gift. That's not a good statement to say to me because I'll, I'll correct you in that. Uh, um, do I believe that there are gifts of healing and gifts of miracles? Yes, I do. Uh, that's something completely different though because every one of them, do you know Judas even went out and healed the sick? Cast out demons? Let that sink into your mind for a second, right? All 12, he came and gave them authority, sent them out. And then he sent out the seventy, and what what do they do when they came back? They were amazed at, at that the demons listened to them, right? So Judas was in there, right? Even the guy we know betrayed Jesus; he was the evil one, right, or whatever. Uh, so he did it. Matthew seven talks about, you know, Jesus says, you know, in the end, there'll be many that come to me, right, and say, Lord, Lord. I did all I, I, I. It's prophesied, cast out demons, and did many mighty miracles in your name. I think is what it is, right? And he says, "Get away from you, who who practice lawlessness. You, who, you who practice lawlessness, get away from me. I never knew you, right? That's a pretty good rejection from the King of the Universe, right? So think about that. Okay, Judas did it. Even people that practice lawlessness can do it. The people that Jesus is going to say, "Get away from me." <laughs> you never knew me they can do it miracles deliverance right prophecy so if they're doing it we're without excuse right so again so did that example help people is there anybody else that has pain from an injury or something that would like to to have a demonstration come on up now we should reset I'm going to reset this because this one's probably still glowing from, from Lincoln we'll, we'll use this one we'll honor you without the pink one Okay, now, who has never seen it again? Anybody want to come and lay hands on this thing? Come on up. Come on. Yeah. You're a believer, or you have pain? Do you want to do the healing or you want to be the healer? Well, come on up too. We'll do, we'll, we'll, this is maybe big enough for both of you to stand in. <laughs> okay, who wants to do the praying? Again, just a demonstration of simplicity. Where you can say honestly, maybe maybe you can't say honestly. I've never seen it happen. Maybe you're struggling with this isn't real. When I pray, I'm not really sure if it happens. I'm I, maybe I maybe I pray and I'm not really sure. How about VJ? Do you want to come and do this? Right, freely receive, freely give. Right. So again, you're burning up back there because of the truth of the word being preached. So you hold on to that thing, yeah, and you just make a declaration. So same thing. Now are you have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Not sure? Okay. Maybe we should do that first. Who wants to release the Holy Spirit? You don't want to catch him. Is that what you Okay, well we'll we'll just use the demonstration. We'll, we'll pray for you. It's authority. You're a son of God, you've you've committed your life to Jesus, right? Yeah, you're a believer. So you have authority to do this, okay? Yeah. And uh, we'll release Holy Spirit. I'll, you know, I'll just do. You, do you know what Holy Spirit? Who Holy Spirit is? Do you have a good understanding of that? Okay. Do you want Him? Yes. Okay. So just say, Father, Father I, receive your free gift
1: I receive your free gift of Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah. Right now, yeah, Father, we just baptize Him in Holy Spirit right now. Church, why don't you, you just start praying out in tongues, everybody, right now. Get loud, get loud, get loud. And you'll, you'll feel that flow, right? That's already there, isn't it? Yeah. Just get it loud, Vijay. Let it out, let it out, let it out, let it out, let it out. Yeah. Don't, don't be afraid to just speak that, that whatever that sound is you just speak just start just let that let that language flow it's there it's there. there we go tere <laughs> Yeah, more, 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 more. Shut that. In. Uh, yeah. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. So there's the simplicity of the Holy Spirit. When you ask for bread, he doesn't give you a stone, right? Right? And Lincoln, I'm going to challenge you and just to let that. Let that language flow. Don't don't think about that it's only two words, right? <laughs> yeah. So I did just pray for everyone each one here is there some more pastors. Yeah. And now leaders and God really have less lectures and this is and the vagarable and his name. Amen. 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 Okay, now you're a son of God? Filled with the Holy Spirit. Right? There's no junior Holy Spirit. The Bible says that that the Spirit was given without measure. Mm -hmm. So Jesus said when you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive power. Power. So I want you just to say, everybody who comes within the circle of this hula hoop will get healed. Will get healed. 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 I declare it it. as a son of God God. with power and authority. authority. Amen. Amen. Okay, now just set that down on the floor. Now before you guys get in, so is what's your is a shoulder thing? I have seen you kind of yeah. so scale of one to ten.
2: The pain's really low, but it comes and goes. Okay. And, and, uh, I can feel a little bit right now, but it's right in the, in in that the middle, the middle yeah. of that. Okay. And it's a, I, I fell a few years ago and messed it up. Went for some physiotherapy and all that stuff. That yep. was pretty yep. good for a bit, and then then I was um, doing some bench pressing and stuff.
0: Just stressed it a yeah. little bit.
2: Well, actually, I fell the other. Okay. Okay. I I okay. Okay. So, so right now, to to can you gym. feel it? Go to the gym and you try it out. It's, it's not working.
0: Okay. So. so right now, though, can you feel a little bit of?
2: Uh, if I press in the middle, of you can my find my right there. Okay. I can feel it. Okay.
0: So, so it's just so something we can measure. That's all I go. So yeah. Step in. Okay. When you're standing there, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask. You, and what's your name? Lorraine. Lorraine. Yeah. So are you from vigorville here?
2: I'm from Innisfree.
0: Innisfree. Okay, I have no idea where that is, but it's close by. Okay. Um, First of all, do I
1: have to ask you for the
0: Holy Spirit? You you don't have, not to receive. No. Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? I'm not sure, kind of that thing. So so this is interesting. When I go to churches, and you might find this interesting, Pastor Steve, and, uh, when I go to churches, it's, I, I I've learned from a friend in the U.S. He got to a point where he says, you know what? I I'm getting in these environments, and people aren't sure. So now, before I even preach, first thing I do, okay, let's just address. Everybody needs to receive Holy Spirit. So, so I, it's, it's something that, you know, we're a believer. We think, we're not sure, but you, you need to know, right? And so let's just remove all that doubt, okay? Okay, and, and Lorraine, right? Okay, can I just lay my hand on you as well? So I just want you to say, Father, I receive your free gift. I your free gift. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit. Fill me. Yeah, and I just release. Holy Spirit. Just receive now. Just receive. Just receive. Yeah. So, church, start praying in tongues. Right? <laughs> sometimes analytical are you an analytical person okay. very okay how did i know that <laughs> you know what my my wife when she got saved filled the holy spirit speaking in tongues didn't know what that was right all at one time bam uh when i when i received the holy spirit i was eight years old and uh in pentecostal world i don't know if you'd ever remember this guy's name but uh well no, i'm gonna forget his name uh uh I'm thinking Holy Roller, but it wasn't Holy Roller. It was it was. Uh, oh, lost it. I talk about him all the time. Whatever. This this guy came to town, and he was he was the Pentecostal evangelist thing, and and uh, he laid hands on everybody. Everybody gets Holy Spirit, but me. And and he took the time to stop and basically go. Okay. Sometimes you just need to exercise your mouth. Right, it's a partnership. So you need to. Yeah. Okay. Did you hear that? She admits I have no problem exercising my mouth normally. <laughs> but sometimes our mind will get in the, in the way of it, and we we're expecting something to take over, right? And, and uh, uh, I've found, just to, just to encourage you, Holy Spirit is in you, right? He's in you. We just pray for that. Jesus doesn't not give that free gift when we pray for it. So don't allow that lie to come in. And it's like a partnership, in order for us to talk, for me to talk right now, what am I doing? I'm pushing air through my diaphragm, out my mouth, through my vocal cords. I'm forming words with my lips, right? So I don't want you to fake it, but sometimes you have to. If you're just waiting for something to take your mouth over and do this, that that's not what happens, right? So, so yeah, you're, you're, you're experience, you're expecting something to take over and do something. No, it's it's a partnership between you. You you form words, get air moving, and God will fill them. That's that's how I like to explain it. So, I had for me, because I, I have an analytical side to me, this gentleman basically told me, make a, take a consonant, take a vowel, ba, 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 whatever you want to do, just to get yourself doing something and then allow God to fill that. And, the, and that's how it happened for me is I, had to st- I had to actually start doing it because my mind was doing way too much, right? Yeah. You don't want to be faking it. Yeah, no, don't worry. Don't worry. Do you want to try again? Church, pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Show these guys how to pray in
1: time.
0: I'm going to tell you the enemy is going to try to tell you that that's fake two days from now you're going to be like oh that really wasn't real that's very common and I just want you to be purposeful to be praying in that this week take even if it's two minutes a day if you build it up to 20 minutes whatever that, that's your own relationship with God but uh, be purposeful in that right simplicity right simplicity so I find a lot of people a lot of people they get stuck especially if you're analytical uh, because they think you heard me describe it you think that something's going to take your mouth over that's not how it works right uh, some people are just a little bit easier to flow in the spirit and then they, they don't think and they just let it go, right? And so that's okay. We're all built differently, right? So just so you might need to be purposeful in that just to be able to say, okay, I'm going to do this even if it feels weird, even if the lies are coming, I'm going to do this. And you'll, you'll see power in your life this week because Holy Spirit is in you. Stuff that you've prayed about before, you'll start seeing things change. Issues that you need fixed you'll start seeing those things change because you have the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you know that way? And I've taught this here before. That word power means four things. It's inherent, which means he doesn't come and go, right? Old Testament, the Spirit of God came on people and and left, right, for a purpose. Uh, That word power, when Jesus says you'll receive power when you receive the Holy Spirit, it's inherent. So he is in you from now till the end of eternity. Okay, that is, right? And that's a lot of power too, right? Uzzah touched the ark and died, right? right and, and he's in us now so now if now the switch from before to oh he's in me now that means I can release him to do something right spirit of the Lord is upon me to do these things right yeah okay well that changes today how's that do you like that declaration yes so that changes today father just give her just give her ease in releasing things to you yeah rest Rest in trust and peace. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, that was a sidebar. Uh, how are you doing, Stephen? Check your shoulder. Can you find it? Like, push on it and find it?
2: I'm, I'm pushing. I'm looking. I'm looking hard.
0: I think you found it easier before. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you just, I'm yeah. An analytical person. Absolutely. You're absolutely. To give, I'm a, I'm a, okay. A well. You said bench pressing. Can you, do you want to do a push up for everybody? <laughs> How's it feeling? Does that look like an injured shoulder, guys? <laughs> Now he's demonstrating the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Because he's doing more than I can do now. (laughs) He's working it. He's, you know, he's, he's, yeah. Okay.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. So now VJ, put your hand on his shoulder and, and really simply don't pray a big prayer. Father, I thank you for what you're doing. And I release more. It's, it's important to tell them to test it. A lot of times as believers, we stop right there. We've prayed. Oh, we all feel warm and fuzzy because we prayed. But then we don't say, check it. Well, see that, that kinda got it. Go on. Okay. So, so sore. okay. So, keep, her going. keep her going. Okay, so you pray for him. Okay, is there somebody else that wants to pray for Lorraine? Now, you have pain in your body? It's everywhere. everywhere. So it's like a, like a, is it like fibromyalgia, anything like that, or is, do you have a diagnosis on it? Um, fibromyalgia years ago, but I um, my horse fell on me. Oh. Her horse fell on her.
1: Whoa.
0: No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> so your horse, so right, right, yeah, you and me, I don't know, maybe one other person. <laughs> I was trying. So on a scale of one to ten, what is your pain right now in your body? So, if you had, okay, so a nine. So, you got pain all over your body of about a nine. Okay? So, who wants to take Lorraine's pain away? Anybody? Come on, yeah? Yeah. How about you just pray over the hula hoop? You pray over that hula hoop. I declare power. Amen. Amen. Okay, Lorraine, step into the step into the hoop. Now you just now you're analytical, right? So so you just relax. A lot of times, receiving you can, rec- your so you, you can hold her hands too. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> just relax. Take a deep breath. Just receive. Just receive. Yeah. And just just let her soak there for I don't know, maybe ten twenty seconds. <laughs> And Vijay, thank you. You don't have to stand here anymore if you don't want to. Sorry. <laughs> okay, no talking, no talking, no talking. Okay, now, Lorraine, is there any change happening in your body? You're feeling it slowly, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to tell. I get that, but, but that's okay. What would the number be now if you had to think of it as a number? about a 7 so we we're at a 9 to a 7 just by that and what was your name? Debbie. Terry so Terry Debbie. sorry Debbie Father I, Father I thank you for what you're doing and I declare more, and more, and more. Every, bit. every bit trauma, trauma. Get, out. get out all pain gone, all pain gone. Amen. amen okay Lorraine check again what are you feeling? I think it's loosening, yes. It's loosening, okay? So has that number changed at all? I don't honestly tough to tell, like okay? That's yeah. fair. And be honest, it's okay. Yeah. I'm I'm comfortable if if you were still a 9 because I know that it's going to change. Stuff happens because we're doing this, right? So so you don't have to don't yeah. do it. Don't say it just to make me happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so just keep standing in there. Keep standing in there. Now you come around behind her. Just lay your hands on, your ba- on her back. Yeah, you just relax. Just relax. Just close your eyes so your, your analytical mind isn't focused on everything you're seeing. Just take a deep breath. Uh, and Lorraine, I want you to say, I'm not an exception, I'm not an exception. to the price he paid. This healing, is mine this healing is mine because of the price he paid, of the price he paid. Yeah. amen okay now test it again <laughs> did you see the look there when, yeah when we see well, I talk about the look a lot so most of these people know that so so that something shifted big time there so if you had to put a number on it what is it now a four So nine, seven, four. Okay, keep going, keep going, keep going. So, yeah, I thank you for what you're doing, God. And I declare more, 100%. Amen. Okay, keep testing it. Absolutely, why not? Okay, okay. So, I'll go a weird thing here. I, I talked before. You don't have to get people to forgive, you know. But if you if you feel Holy Spirit said to do something, and this just came to my mind because we've seen this once—a lady that was bucked off her horse. She actually forgave the horse. Right. So do you do you do you hold any resentment towards that horse? Was he a cranky horse or? No, it's a nice horse. Didn't even know him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was feeling like I wouldn't hurt you. Why did you hurt me? Okay. Okay. So there is that. That. Okay. So just release that to God. Just you verbalize that. Father, I release my resentment. Maybe if that's the word. You put the word on it that you felt. Amen. Now test your body. No comparison to the way it was before. Still a little tight in the hips. Now, Debbie, now she is okay if she puts her hand on your lower back there? Okay, now you put your hands on, and you say, tightness, get out. Tightness, get out. Just hold it there for a second. test again what are you feeling <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's helping right so sometimes it's just just keep going keep going keep going keep going how many how many of us have stopped praying at once because we didn't see something happen right sometimes it's all at once Some like the 30 people we seen at the farmer's market I don't know maybe a handful of them was all everything but the most of them it was like a 7 6 5 4 3 2 kind of a thing right um, do I know why? No, I don't know why, but keep keep, keep applying it. Keep applying it. More, 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 more. What's going on with your wrist? Do you have pain there? Is it, is it gone? Check it. The look, do you see that? Do you see that? So er, tell everybody, what we didn't talk about that yet. What was wrong with your wrist?
1: Well, I have, like,
0: major nerve damage in all my... I had, yes. (laughs) And I don't feel anything now, and I haven't felt that for years. Probably two years. Two years. Now, did we pray for her? We didn't even know. I I mean, to me, that's the white elephant, because she's got the cast on, right? Or the brace, and she's praying for... So power of God's flowing through you, right? You're close to the hoop. You declared, you declared your own healing, right? How's that? Wow. See, I like doing this because it makes my job easier because when we close, I don't have to pray for everybody, right? It's, it's, uh, <laughs> we don't have to line up till midnight, right? <laughs> but, but, but seriously, like, like we, we sensationalize it way too much sometimes. And, and, the, and the healing guys come into town, so we all, we all rush to get the healing. But you know what? We can do it. We're sons and daughters of God. How are you feeling overall? Completely gone? Excited. (laughs) So you were a nine of pain all over your body. How would you describe what your body feels like right now? About a four, three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You have to put faith into what the word of God says. Right? So that's why I had you declare that word. I am not an exception to the price Jesus paid says so the bible tells us that that he was wounded for our transgressions, right? By his stripes we were made whole, right? How many stripes did he take? Did he need 40? Do we believe do we believe that? So when we add all these processes and things we're we're basically saying in unbelief, oh maybe 41, you needed 41 for mine, right? Right? No. He, his, the, he paid the price, and you are not an exception to that price, right? But sometimes we're in, in bad doctrine, untruth, I'll call it unbelief, right? We've been taught, oh, no, there's all these things that you have to do or, or you know, you need to... And, and I, I didn't want to kind of get crazy there because I said, well, have you let the, let the horse free, right? Um, but that was just something that came to my mind. So that's not a process I do every time. That came to my mind, so I'm being obedient to what I'm hearing as, as I'm doing that, right? So you were hurt by that incident. So, okay, now I'm, I'm releasing that, right? Proverbs 17.22 um, says, the second half of it is that a broken spirit dries the bones, right? So arthritis and autoimmune disorders, things of that nature. I find, I, I see a lot of people healed by just doing that, you know, healing your heart kind of stuff. So a broken spirit dries the bones. So Debbie, I'm going to get you to lay hands on her again. Yeah. And now you just Relax because you don't have to do anything to receive. And I want you just to declare freedom for Lorraine. Yeah, I declare freedom for Lorraine. From every disappointment. From every disappointment. Rejection or abandonment. Rejection or abandonment she's, ever she's ever experienced. Amen. 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 Now, Now you see the joy coming here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go for a run. Go for a run. I'm not a dancer. I dance with you, but did did you see how how slow a little bit she when she came up here? Release it. Release it. So how does that happen? How does that happen? Power and authority, right? so I I have a I'll just give you one maybe one last analogy I know it's getting late so um, I heard someone talking about this recently I think it's a really good analogy to kind of bring our our mind into how does this happen like what is the kingdom of God and all that and I I, I heard an analogy the difference between um, does everybody let me do it this way do you believe in gravity right everybody believe in gravity anybody not believe in gravity in the room we're no flat earthers in the room, right? <laughs> we're on the fence back there. Okay, do you have your phone with you? Do you want to go up in the sound booth and just toss your phone out? The <laughs> we'll, we'll demonstrate the laws of gravity for you. <laughs> so she doesn't want to do that, so I'm I assuming you believe in gravity, the consequences of, of that, right? So what about, what about the... Uh, I think it's Newton, actually, who, who who wrote the laws of gravity and wrote the laws of motion, things of that nature, and there's, there's, there's laws of flight, right? Anybody been on an airplane? Do you get nervous when you get on an airplane that this this physical law isn't going to work? Maybe for other reasons, right? I had a friend once, he never wanted to get an airplane because he was afraid of sharks. <laughs> yeah, so I was waiting for the look. Ryan's got the look. What? <laughs> And it wasn't because they, they carry sharks on airplane, but he was so afraid of sharks that he was going to be flying over the ocean when he went to his honeymoon in Mexico or somewhere that he was terrified to get on a plane in case the plane went down and there might be a shark in the water, right? So we have all these weird fears, right? But, uh, so, but airplanes fly in the air, so how is that possible? There's sometimes there's laws that supersede other laws, right? Does that make sense? Okay, so we we are. Lorraine was talking about you know can you pray about my physical and the emotional and the spiritual and the, so so we are physical beings. We are spiritual beings, right? I like to say we're spiritual beings in a temporary physical environment, right? So I'm not a, I'm not a physical being with a spirit. I'm a spirit with a body, right? And and this physical realm is real, right? So if if uh, if VJ pushed Stephen over or, or no Lincoln over, there's a physical consequence. You'll feel those things, right? But, it, but the analogy being gravity and flight is when we as sons and daughters of God, we have access to the other realm, right? That other realm that is real, right? So we can declare things and it supersedes the physical. So I'd like to talk about that a little bit because sometimes uh, we're afraid, we've been taught in church to be afraid to speak out the things that we have. Like, don't say it or you're going you're gonna to own it, Right? And there is power in our words so you have to be careful and you know are you declaring it over yourself but it's okay to, to speak facts it's okay to say oh I went to the doctor today and they told me I have ABC blah 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 right because that's facts but truth is is that the kingdom of God supersedes the physical realm right so understand it as you're if, you, if you're kind of wondering how this stuff works it's okay there's a physical realm that's like gravity it's, it's it has laws it exists it's real there's consequences to it right so I can stub my toe. I think the first time we were here, actually, we, we talked about the, the toe-stubbing demon, right? Uh, you know, not everything is a spiritual thing. Sometimes, I, like, like you said, you fell the other day going, you know, uh, I slipped. It was a step. And it, maybe it was a spirit. Maybe it wasn't. I don't, I don't know. But there are, there, are, there are spiritual things that can happen, but there's also just, oh, I have a body. It's physical. I tore my shoulder once in a car accident. I've told this story before. Uh, and when it got healed... I went and played football the next day, like all afternoon. I tossed a ball all afternoon. And then the next day, I was really sore and I was questioning whether I got healed or not. And I'm asking God, like, was that real? or did? did... He's like, well, you still are mortal, <laughs> right? right? You know, I wouldn't have thrown a ball all afternoon even if I was in shape, right? So my, sh- my new shoulder that was healed needed to be stretched and worked. And, and so there's, there's a physical part to what we live in, right? And God's put us here. But in faith, we can release flight. I'll, I'll use flight. In, in, the, in the law of flight, actually, it's, it's, it's referred to as thrust and drag, right? Well, there's lift and weight, so I won't go into the lift and weight. to does not confuse people. But if, if, you're, if you're already flying in the air on a constant speed, you, you can apply thrust to go faster, um, and, and then there's drag as well to that, right? And, and the interesting thing about it is if you apply thrust and I'm not making this a doctrine, just kind of an analogy of how faith and unbelief work. You can apply thrust, you'll fly faster, but eventually the drag will, the drag will build up to equal what the thrust is that you applied. It's kind of an interesting thought. Uh, so if, if we see unbelief as drag and faith as thrust, you know, if you go out every week and you apply your faith, you'll continue to accelerate. You know, the Bible talks about moving from glory to glory. Right, but if you just apply your faith once, that that drag eventually is going to catch up, and, and it's just going to seem like nothing's happening again, right? So so that's not a, a biblical analogy, but it's it's just kinda, just to kind of grasp your mind. Thrust and drag is out there. Unbelief is there. Unbelief is a separate su- substance than faith. Um, and if you if you don't believe what the Bible says, Jesus said you'll receive power when you receive the Holy Spirit. If you oh I don't know. I don't know if, if anything's going to happen. Well, the, you're in unbelief. It's, it really is that simple. You're in agreement with unbelief. Um, so I just wanted to challenge you in that. Um, and the demonstrations are just, just to demonstrate that simplicity of it, right? Holy Spirit, receive Holy Spirit, right? It's a free gift from God. Healing, receive healing. Deliverance, receive deliverance, right? And, and we can speak that stuff. Um, we didn't have any crazy manifestations tonight or anything weird, but but that it's no different, right? jesus dealt with a demoniac in 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 one one sentence right and that's why i used that example earlier so you might pray for somebody sometime and they start doing the harlem shake right uh that's okay out get out recognize it tell it to get out and uh jesus healed three ways primarily he by 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 command and touch by casting out demons and third one's kind of a, maybe a stretch just to keep the inner healing people on my side but you know he forgave the man the lame man his sins right he addressed he, had, he did address a soul issue but that was once and it might be a stretch but uh, I'll keep the inner healing people with me by, by explaining that one so uh, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with declaring that stuff we, we build stuff up in our soul we, we, we do hold on to things that we shouldn't so we need to speak truth the Bible says it's the truth that sets us free right Truth that sets us free. So, so maybe they don't need a, a power of healing, but they need a power of declaration of truth. Like Vijay's talking, hey, as you're speaking, I'm feeling heat. I'm feeling something change. Like he's, his spirit is, is witnessing with the truth that's coming out of my mouth of the word of God. Does that make sense? So sometimes we just need to speak truth over people because they believe a lie so much it's a stronghold in their life. So it's not a spirit. It's just they're, they're in a position where that stronghold's got them. So just Truth. Just tell them truth. Tell them truth. Truth, 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 Lori. Right? Yeah, you are not an exception. You're not an exception to, to the price Jesus paid. Right? We need to have we need to have more uh, that Stephen mentality. Someone was asking me about that the other day. Uh, you know what? Stephen was drugged into a street. Not your pastor Stephen, but you know Stephen in the Bible, right? Stephen was drugged into a street and stoned, right? And his eyes never left Jesus the whole time, right? He's seen he's seen Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. And and sometimes we'll have people come and they need prayer and they're like they've given up all their faith because they've had this issue for six months and, and it's just it's crushed them, right? Well, sometimes we need a little more oomph, but that's what we're we have why we have a body, right? Confess your sins one another, pray for one another that you might be healed, right? So does that does a lot of that help you tonight? We still will pray for everybody. Uh, I don't know how we want to end. Do we want to do, do any music or anything or just pray or put some music on? Okay. So maybe we'll just put some music on. And if you need if you need healing in your body, um, we'll gladly pray for you. Um, if you need more of Holy Spirit, come on up. We'll lay hands on you and pray for you. And uh, um, did, did we want to do the offering before I do that? Or is that something we, we haven't done that yet, right? So, yeah. Okay. Do you want to do that or are you Sure. And, and I, before I say that I, I just I was trying to remember there's something else we were going to do but, but I'm not doing that because you need to pay for me to pray for you in any way shape or form that's I don't want to leave that mentality at all it's a free gift and uh, if you like I guess I'll just do a little plug uh, what we do we don't charge for we don't we go to these farmers markets we go to these places and we don't charge registration fees we don't charge all that kind of stuff so uh, if you like what you're doing, I guess there's my offering plug. If you like what you see us doing and what you've seen here tonight, and you want to see that continue through our ministry, just just ask God if you want He wants you to sow into us. That's that's the plug. So I don't know if there's more you want to do with that, but uh. yeah, that's
2: great. How many are blessed tonight by uh by this? You know, you know, um, it, it really comes down to to it, it is simple, right? You know, it's uh you know Jesus talked about power and authority, and um it's 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 there it's in the gospels and you see in the book of acts as the church goes out in mission and uh so how many believe that we we need to be equipped amen the church needs to be equipped and uh it's not and he's right it's not the it's not the pastor has all the gifts and all the ability. no no it, it really is um the whole body uh at work and uh it really is it's it's accessible to us amen it's it's there and it's and it's not complicated you know i see where jesus uh as he as, as jim has mentioned um you know you just see jesus operating in power and authority you just see jesus uh, addressing the demons and just commanding the sickness to go and and it's just that just that easy and uh, uh so we're just thankful to the lord for what he's been doing tonight and and uh, what we we've, we've heard and my prayer is that, uh, you know, as we get ready, and, and I trust that the Lord has spoken to you. He spoke, to, You know, Christian and I, before we came, we were getting ready. And uh, so we, we uh, she said, you go first. Because I always think of about amount, right? An amount comes. And, uh, and uh, so we, we come to a place where we say, yeah, that's what we're to do. So the Lord laid it on our hearts to, to give a certain amount, and uh, we're ready to do that. I trust the Lord has spoken to you. And uh, I I see Jim's ministry, from my understanding, and I don't know if this is the way he defines it, but I I see it as a a means to equip, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. Did you know that's in there in the Bible, Ephesians 4? That he gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and the whole purpose is to equip the saints, right? For the work of the ministry. So tonight it's all about you, being equipped and so because we have a world that needs jesus amen they need to see the power of the gospel and in our western culture it's it's not as predominant as it is in the majority world where they're seeing things happen on a regular basis we need it here to break the apathy and the indifference so that people can realize who who jesus really is so that we can see them come into the kingdom and experience who god is for themselves and so we're going to receive an offering. I don't have a, 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 an usher lined up, but I'm looking for a volunteer. Would somebody, oh Frank, here comes Frank. Frank's coming. Thank you, Frank. Frank is faithful as a greeter every Sunday, and Frank is faithful with the offering. So thank you, Frank. Let's, let's just pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for Jim and Angie. We thank you for their obedience to the calling to to serve you in a way, Lord, to help equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And, Lord, we appreciate everything that has been said tonight, everything that has been demonstrated, just to show how simple that it is. And so, Lord, tonight as we give, we ask, Lord, that you'd bless and multiply, and and may um, our gifts be a blessing to their lives and ministry. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So... Turn it back over to Jim, and I think the worship team is coming in. I think they're playing
0: some music. Yeah. Yeah. So if you need, if you need, if you want or need, let's put it that way, just us to pray over you. Come on up, do, let's do the church line. And uh, Angela will pray, Carol can come pray, anybody can come pray if you want. We, we just empowered you all, right? But, but I know you come here and, and we're speaking, so we'd love, we'd love to lay hands on you. If, if there's anybody else in the room that needs a touch of healing, even if it's not measurable and we can just release Holy Spirit, come on up, don't be shy. Other than that, we can testify, we'll leave testifying, say everybody that wanted healing came and received. Don't be shy, right? Uh, you know, it's funny, Vijay, I'll just say this publicly, is, is I often carry a treasure, li- treasure list around with me because it's things, word of knowledge and stuff like that. And uh, I've had... Is it your left side or was it your right side? Right side. Right side. So I've, I've been having pain in my left kind of muscular. It's not like it's not the shoulder. It's like in the neck kind of in there. For the last week, it's kind of been building up. And I release it and it goes away, but it comes back. And, but I know that it was, uh, it's usually that stuff happens as I, before I go and speak and it's just something. So I, that might have just been a word of knowledge that was for you before. But if anybody else has like a shoulder pain that's more mus- muscular kind of the, from the neck, Um, That is a word of knowledge. I'll just release that. I've been feeling this week. So if you have that, you're going to get healed if you come up. So come on up. Just form a line. Come on, guys. Don't be shy. Even if you don't need healing, you just want a little more blast of Holy Spirit, we'll, uh, we'll release that on you as well.